On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. It's the Living Legends Podcast Week Five Recap. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the time. We're we're here on a quick pod today to kind of get a couple messages in before we get to the next week of of fantasy football and NFL football. And wanted to kind of just touch base with the fellas and, and talk about things going on in the NFL as well as the uh, the, the, the fantasy leagues. Um, and on the top of everybody's mind, first thing that we've got to really discuss, of course, is what's going on with John Gruden, the Los Angeles Raiders, and the Washington football team, and all of the, the controversy that's going on with that. Um, if you're not familiar, um, basically, subpoena records have brought up thousands of emails that uh, have been sent between John Gruden, um, Bruce Allen, as well as others. And John Gruden has basically um, been called to task for first what was essentially a racist comment about Demora Smith, um, which he didn't really have to answer for, to be very honest, and then um, was followed up with um, some homophobic, misogynistic comments, uh, multiple over the course of uh, over the course of years um, from about a decade ago while he was working at ESPN. Um, so I wanted to just kick off and just, you know, see, fellas, how do you feel about that? What are your what are your thoughts, Mr. President? It's it, it's it's impressive how like someone at his stature can can say those things for that long, be bold enough to think that it's OK to say in in writing, in email. And it's just been I think the reckoning is happening, which is fine, but I think it's just really, it's just a part of it is like good, good to see that side sort of exposed and the light come to it. What actually is more shocking to me is one, it just seems like this is a deliberate attempt from the league that like somebody wanted him out. They start leaking stuff. They're not sharing all the notes and all the emails. And I'm like, with 650,000 emails, y'all only want to release like exactly. you know, a handful yeah. of Like what else is in there? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that's it seems like a hit job. And you know that you know you're not sending these emails unless you're getting that same energy back, right? Like after the first one where the person responds to you does not laugh at your joke and just responds to the work part of your email, you're like, oh, okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yes, I will be available at five p.m. <laughs> you're, you're, that's. You're not getting knowledge. Yeah. The, the comment here about Kaepernick or the, yeah, you didn't, the fact that we have female no, referees. I'm just gonna, no, I'm just going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be at the meeting. I'll be at the meeting. That's, yeah. that's exactly right. It's If um, it was a bad joke, no one is just going to acknowledge it and they're just going to keep moving on. And this has to be only the tip of the iceberg. You think about what the culture was like at that level 10, 15 years ago. And it does seem somewhat nefarious. Mr. President, to what you said, that only Gruden stuff got out. Because this can't be a one-off. It can't just be Gruden and Paul Allen from back in the day. There's other, definitely other people CC'd on that. It's definitely a bigger than this. And I just wonder, does that ever get out? 
or does it only get out if someone has an agenda and an axe to grind? Which, if that's the case, then it's sad. If there's going to be this reckoning, then it should be across the board. Bruce Allen. Bruce. Paul Allen was the late owner of the... Uh, I, knew, I knew it was an Allen. <laughs> Rest in peace. Don't, don't disperse that man's name. Microsoft co-founder. Uh, I'm a company man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think what's what's interesting is there, more recently, the New York Times also had a, a um, an article that talked about the league's spokesman or like head lawyer was also really chummy with bruce allen and it was i think it's i think you're gonna see just like a trickle effect just drip 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 you're gonna keep milking the story and that's just like he was a super fan of like the team he like shared in his conservative views um multiple times of like oh don't worry about that fine like we'll take care of it and it's just one of those like it's a bad look nothing nothing like you should get fired over but just a bad look and I think the NFL is really probably scared of people don't really need to see. If they think that people don't want to see or that people shouldn't see this like old boys yeah. club locker room, quote unquote, locker room behavior. And just it's probably egregious how you just see it in the middle of uh, <laughs> in the middle of emails where, you know, it looks like they're treating these emails like they were aim messages, you know, where people <laughs> just with no regard of just like, uh, you know, these are recorded conversations that can be brought up in. Uh, at a later date so like i'm sure the whole i'm sure the owners are like y'all can y'all can put Gruden out the pasture but don't 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 expose the whole yeah. thing because if it starts spiraling out and someone's like you know we should probably review every team that's how this whole thing like, topples i mean someone made the point that said these emails are the exact reason why they settled with colin kaepernick because if you're saying, yeah. listen, we're going to subpoena you and we want to review all mm-hmm. the emails and try and prove this thing. And even if we lose in court, the fact that we get through all of this and, and have this discussion in public is the reason why you, you, you just pay the fine. Because you know exactly like we've been saying, there is no single um, individual that's having this conversation. It's a it's a whole culture of that. And it's going through, that's going through, through everybody. So part of me wants to see, I would love to see, not part of me, I would love to see Gruden turn into Joker and see the world burn and be like, well, no, I'm not going down by myself. Let me tell you, let me tell you about, (laughs) I got emails on my server too. Let me pull those up and and tell you about what, uh, what this person said and what that person said. But I, I, I would love, I think he won't because he knows that like, he still wants to be invited to the, to the club, you know? Uh, he's got his money, right? If this was if this was someone who hadn't been as well established and was and was really going to be put out the pasture, they're going to let they're going to let Gruden sit on his island for a couple years. No one's probably going to do anything, but they still mm-hmm. love him. They're still like, oh, he's my boy. He's worked in the league for too long. He's in too many teams. It's such a small like. There's no other society where the amount of people who've ever been head coaches, I'd love to see that number. There's only 32 starting people. There's probably like, what, I don't know, 300, 400 people who've ever been a head coach. That number is probably high when I think about it. And it's it's like a fraternity. So he's, you know, hey, you got caught hazing. Take that that medicine. But uh, don't you start spilling the tea on anyone else because you have no other friends. So... (laughs) uh, you know, don't 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 mess it up for everybody else. So I just I wonder. I, I'm glad to see the NFLPA is now trying to get all of the emails, and then basically saying like, we got to see if people are being discriminated against and other things. And so we'll see how it goes. But it's a start. 
but it's just nuts the fall from grace from hundred million dollar ten year contract and now everyone's coming out with their stories of like you know John wasn't really that good you know John wasn't really yeah good yep. and, you know, it's just it's, everyone's still the same now it's, it's typical which is which yeah. is which is fair right on one hand that's, people read that as like oh you're fake how come you didn't say that when it was going on and and how come you didn't like talk about John Gruden when it was when when he was in power and it's like to the point that you're saying right it's an all it's an old boys club you would have been quickly blackballed. We've already seen this happen before. So you talking about a coach who at at the time was respected enough to get this contract and work in ESPN and all of that is not going to be a good look for you. So the pylon is going to happen now. Um, with with that, moving on to the to the fantasy side of things for both living, but for both living legends and this thing of ours is oh, for all three leagues. Uh, week five was the first week of us having basically division matchups. So going into that, I mean, fellas, how did you, how'd you feel about week one of, of division matchups? How'd you, how'd you fare? Anything that you saw that was really interesting? For me, it was good to get off the, uh, off the schneid. You know, I, uh, went in and got three wins, which was needed because, uh, I was looking at two or three losses in, in all the leagues heading into that. So that was, that was good, and I actually put up a lot of points, mainly because I think, you know, I've got Jalen Hurts in a couple leagues, and though the Eagles may struggle, uh, I saw one, tw- one tweet that was just like, death taxes and Jalen Hurts QB1, <laughs> you know, just, just, <laughs> just fantasy QB1. He, he has these ugly games, but he, he's rushing for touchdowns, and it's making a difference. So uh, I think what was, what was crazy is, you know, we give prizes out for the most points scored, and Randy came wow. through, and in uh, two leagues, you know, Justin Herbert, Evans, Metcalf, in in the in the you know the collectives carry him. But you know, 140 points, 150 points. This is not just oh, he scored a lot of points. This is, you know, the rarefied air is anything over 140. I think that I think the overall we probably need to like memorialize this. I think like 170 points might be the highest, but. Yeah, he. This is those like you feel good about your mm-hmm. team. You feel real good about your team, and we'll see if that confidence goes through for the rest of the division. Because if you win a couple games, like we talked about, you win two or three games in your division, uh, you're you're smelling yourself, <laughs> as they say. That, that's where I'm at. I I came into the first week of the division games one and three, and essentially need to run the table to get back into to a competitive place there in Living Legends, and it felt so good in Living Legends after being on the wrong side of a less than one point defeat two weeks ago to win this week by 0.58. And I won simply because Zach Moss didn't need to continue to run out the clock in the final two minutes of that Chiefs game. And my opponent's kicker missed two field goals in overtime for the Bengals, which lost him two points, which essentially cost Mark the game. That's a... That's painful. <laughs> <laughs> the the kicking troubles, you know. You know Mason Crosby, he like missed three kicks, uh, and I have him in one league. And and what's funny is like as much as like in a, the the game setting, you miss three kicks, you know you almost yeah. lose the game. Like the Bengals don't win because they miss kicks, but Mason Crosby hit the kick in in overtime, and that. Those three points make up for the three points he lost in the missed kicks. So it kind of just was like, oh, no big deal. Uh, it was just an interesting dynamic of how 
real football and fantasy overlap and then how they do you know diverge where you know that didn't really play a big role in fantasy but betting like that that was a lot of money was lost because five kicks were missed yeah in the same that's game. that's that's really painful i the the last thing i wanted to, to kind of talk about from from week um five were there were some impressive impressive games and painful games so you know the way the teams are structured are the the size of your starting team the amount that we how we score points and everything typically getting over 100 points should secure you the victory if you're averaging over 100 you've got a pretty good team um and the the game between yeet squad and and sauce yeet squad won 150 points to 106 bringing sauce to fourth in division and zero and five for the year. When you talk about I needed this win, like your first like uh, division matchup, you needed this win. You put up one hundred and six points. Brady gives you damn near forty one points. You you started Hollywood Brown. Clearly, your team's in dire straits. You're at zero and four, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> You were putting up prayers and they're actually being answered. Like Hollywood Brown put up 33 points. He did more than he would ever do. And you still lose that game because your next highest scorer put up 12 points. So it's just, it's rough. And then you play against them and then you're playing against Lamar Jackson putting up essentially 45 points. Um, Mike Williams has not got injured yet this year, but he put up 37. Um, And then Mike Evans put up 30. So, that's rough. I've I've been on the r- the wrong end of those way too many times. Um, so that's that's something that I would I just want to call out and say like I, I I see the pain there. And then even in the um in this thing of ours, I thought I was finally going to be able to secure more points for the week. Get me a cool hundred dollars. I put up one hundred and thirty nine points. Antonio Brown thirty one. Um, Alvin Kamara put up twenty nine. Um, and I, I couldn't get it done because it was just a, it was a high scoring, high scoring week across the league. Um, and you know, the, the, the most points went to 148. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how many weeks are like this. Uh, I, I tend to notice that sometimes in these division games, you have multiple weeks where, listen, I'm just trying to get to 75. We, we both don't have it. Both teams are like struggling and I'm just trying to get to 75 points. Uh, so if you can, if you can pull away with those, um, that'll, that'll get it done for you. So with that, let's, let's take a look at week, week six, what, you know, what's coming up, what's coming up down the pipe. We have another week of division games, um, in all of our leagues, fellas, are there any matchups that, you're looking forward to anything that uh, that you're seeing across the leagues that you think will will have a long term impact on some of the the real juggernauts in the in the uh, in the fantasy leagues. Yeah, I think as as a, as the the dispenser of funds and the treasury, uh, I always get a sense of how teams are doing based on how, you know who am I paying, and I've only been paying a handful of people, right? I think. Uh, Yeet Squad, Lorenzo in multiple leagues is out here eating. Randy's actually doing pretty well. Uh, and, you know, like, you know, uh, 
probably been one or two other people who sort of like popped up. Phil, Phil had a good week one week, you know. Um, so you would think three leagues, there's, you know, five weeks done, 15 payments should have been made, and it hasn't gone to 15 different people, I'll tell you that much. Wow. It might have gone to five different people. So there's, there's, it's real top heavy at the moment. And, and I think the key is, which is okay, right? That always happens. A couple teams come out hot. They're not hit by injury bugs. The bye weeks haven't really hurt them. The key is, like, if you're not one of those people, if you haven't gotten paid yet, you need to just hang on <laughs> to your life, hold on to some coattails, and just survive. Can you get to yeah. week 12 and be and be all right? That's what I'm trying to do. I'm literally like, let me just try to get a win. Let me not get down by four or five wins, and hopefully my team can get right uh, as we round in the playoff form. I'm in the same boat in this thing of ours. My, my team has been competitive. It's sitting at three and two. But I'm still in I'm still in third place, and I'm looking right now at the the stats for for the teams ahead of me, and two of the top five squads in the whole league for points four are in my league, and I'm like oh, that's wow. why they're putting up an average of 120 130 a week, and I'm excited to get I'm projected to put up 105 and I'm like man that's not going to be enough, <laughs> that's probably wow. not going to be enough. Wow. So I'm in one of those stacked divisions this year. That that it'll be. I I want to see if it if it turns out that way. Sometimes you start off with the stacked division and then people fall apart when they start playing against each other and and the buys and injuries start happening, um, which is always a reminder of the fact that the fantasy football season is long. It is not just who you drafted, who are you picking up on waiver wire, who are you trading for or not trading for, how are you managing your roster, especially. Um, what you'll see a lot of times too with teams that have high scoring, you know, have a high scoring team. You have a couple rocks on the team who always are putting up points, but you then get that, you know, 25, 15, 18 points from the, you know, the third wide receiver or something like that. When you start messing up that calculation and you're not putting in the right guy who's going to give you that like 20 point production that adds to what you're doing and gets you over 120 regularly, then we start seeing close losses. So I I, I want to see how that that plays itself out um, because I'm in a I'm in a similar situation both leagues two and three in this thing of ours and Living Legends trying to not you know, get swept in these, in these division matchups need, need to put up some wins, um, starting really, really well in this thing of ours, um, with Jalen Hurts and, and, and Antonio Brown. I mean, Jalen is, but it's been brought up before. I just, it, it doesn't really matter what the team does. He's going to get his, um, you could put, you could throw for less than 200 yards and still put up 25 fantasy points. So that's really helpful. And, and we'll see. If that that translates to a win, because I I definitely need it. Can I ask you guys, as Eagles fans, and the, and it's building off the point about Jalen Hurts. I looked at his stats before we jumped on. He's I think his lowest point total for the week is twenty two points. So he's crushing it yeah. as a fantasy quarterback. But the team, I watched that game, and the team I don't is is Jalen a good fantasy guy? But can he be a solid starter for the Eagles? Like, will that team turn the corner? Yeah, I think it's it's I'm I'm losing hope. Um I think there's a couple things that can happen, right? So the the comparison that I have is Josh Allen where 
he was it was the mm. book was written on Josh Allen. He's not accurate enough. He's going to be able to run, but like how much of the will your team to win can you really do? But he always did have a very strong arm that everyone like acknowledged. He has a great arm. Um, so when, with with us and Jalen Hurts, there his issue is he misses a lot of reads that are like this should have been an easy completion, right? Like he'll do th- something where you're like, wow, that was incredible. That was like the perfect pass. You scrambled. You got away from pressure and 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 drop that in. But there's a lot of stuff that's like that would have been 20 yards. That would have been 15 yards. That would have been the right seven yards to to keep the chains moving. And if you keep doing that, like even if your offense is well designed, like it's not going to lie. Like you can't. You can't keep moving the ball if you're yeah. if you're missing those passes, and it's really frustrating to watch. So I don't know if he's going to work out of that, or if that's just going to be an ongoing issue. Um, I don't know. What What are your thoughts, if? Yeah, they they do have no favors really. Um, in the the, I think the over manufactured college offense trying to get them like quick reads a lot of screens it's it's kind of it's really painful to watch he's a great fantasy quarterback because he's good for you know 30 to 40 yards rushing you know a rushing touchdown or two and he'll he'll throw for about you know 150 to you know 200 plus yards normally and he doesn't really turn the ball over that much so you know that floor of like twenty points is there, and and that's that's been impressive. But as a as a, is he the guy? I mean, that's what this whole year is going to evaluate. And 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 this the every drive there's the ah oh, he missed that guy. That person was running wide open, and I just wonder what the offense would look like if he hit forty fifty percent more of those passes that he needed. And because it's yeah. such a struggle bus, it's like yeah we didn't get that, so therefore yeah. we're punting. Like that's it. There's no, oh, we'll make it up next. We'll make it up the next drive or the next, yeah. the next down. How are you feeling about uh, Danny Dimes? I mean, the fact that he's going to play this Sunday after the way he looked in that, that hit that he took on Sunday is impressive. I mean, he he had that hit at the goal line, and I've never seen someone that pale and then stumbling <laughs> around. But outside of that, I mean, I felt good about the offense. I, I think that if he wasn't hurt that game, they could have – held their own against a really good Dallas team and the Dallas offense. Not saying they would have won, but for the first time in a few years, and I've talked about my lukewarm fandom for the Giants on the last few pods, they look like a competitive squad. They look like they can hang. Danny Jones looks like he's turning the corner and evolving. And I'm super excited about the Danny Dimes, Kadarius, Tony connection. I mean, I saw this man making cuts before he even caught the pass in that Dallas game. And he made Trayvon Diggs, who has been a stud this season, look mediocre on some of the routes he ran. So I'm actually starting to warm up to Danny Dimes. I hope he can continue that upward trajectory. Yeah, that. Tony had a had an incredible game. I, they kept saying his name, and I'm like, wow, this, this man was putting up numbers. So it'll be that'll be crazy if he ends up being that solid. Um, for the team, that'll make a that'll make a, a, a big thing, big thing happen for the for the team. I still have no hope in Danny Dimes, but <laughs> we, we'll we'll see how everything else how everything else works out. Um, so so with that, I mean, we will we'll wrap things up. I uh, didn't want to belabor it too much. Uh, appreciate the uh, the check in from everybody. Um, no, we're getting this pot up a little a little later than we'd like to. 
Um, but really looking forward to another week of division matchups. Make sure your lineup is where it needs to be. Make sure you're in the slack, keeping up with what's going on in the NFL, um, keeping up with what's going on in the leagues. Love the uh, love the conversation um, and just uh, just appreciate it overall. So enjoy the week. Make it happen. Living Legends Podcast. Peace.